Welcome to Mindful Men Talk. I'm James. And I'm Steve. Our second lockdown special, Steve, virtually. I know, yeah, so here we are, second one. And it worked um, out last time. People could hear us. Amazing, eh? And the wonders of technology, which I have to say, at the moment, uh, I never stop being amazed at just how, when it works, because <laughs> it doesn't always work, it has been so helpful in keeping this all connected in lots and lots of different ways. So, yeah, it's a relief that we were able to get the, the last one out. It was. And we we had a, had a few technical issues before we came on, on air today, but we're, we're finding our way through it. We're, we're, people can hear us. I think that is the key thing here with the podcast, Steve, that people can actually hear us. <laughs> It's remembering to keep it real. That's yes. what we always said. And you can't get more real than this. No. We're here. The main thing is we're here and we're here to share and hopefully people will continue to listen. Well, here's hoping. So I just want to know, Steve, I'm just because I can see you on Zoom, obviously. I know people can't see what I'm seeing and they don't know we're looking at each other, but we are because we've got Zoom running in the background, our favourite app at the moment <laughs> during lockdown. And I just wondered... Steve, is that your um, positivity T-shirt you've got on today? Are you feeling positive? Have you done your you see, positivity mantras? The, <laughs> you've, been, you've gone for the jugular. Oh, no, I went straight in. People won't get so, that, but they yet, but it's coming. I'm feeling a need to pause already <laughs> in the sense that we are going to come on to that because, indeed, that's what I would like to talk about today. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to refrain from even answering that question in any way breathe um, deep breathe i know this is a good yeah. subject you like to get stuck into <laughs> but actually joking aside yeah when we get onto it is something that is important i think because yes. you know really again my motivation for stepping up to the mic whatever that means for my setup which we won't go into um is that it's it's quite helpful really just to just share what what my take is on how we get through these challenging times and what I feel is helpful for me and just reflecting on what I feel maybe isn't helpful and some of that may chime with people listening and some of it may not some of it may be helpful some may not but hey I feel like it might be just good to share anyway okay Mr Positive well what have you been up to in the in the spell since our last recording what have you been doing Steve or what haven't you been doing uh, I've just, just as we were before, we're just keeping, you know, uh, taking care of myself, I suppose, yes. you know, it's uh, more than anything else. And just as much as I can, just trying to go day by day, um, more than anything else, it's just, yeah, just trying to check in with myself because it's still kind of, you know, every now and then it, you find, well, I find that things sort of come up um, and increasingly, I think as we're easing out of lockdown, I find that I'm becoming more inquisitive maybe frustrated about the situation or um yeah so just if i can making space for myself um Very yeah, nice. or maybe i'll speak a little bit more about that actually but uh, yeah that would be good yeah. that would be good how about you similar really i find it's quite a strange time coming out of lockdown because the landscape is once again changing and it throws up more questions than answers, doesn't it? So we, there's a lot of unknown, uncertainty, like we spoke about in our last episode. And, yeah, that's kind of all. It's all up in the air at the moment. Not sure how things are going to play out. It seems a bit, 
I'm not sure what the right word I'm looking for is maybe it seems a bit up in the air, just not really sure what's going on, to be honest. But when is it not? Well, this is true. This is true. And this is the thing that I'm, if I'm just going to elaborate a little bit, what I'm talking about when I'm getting frustrated or inquisitive, it's this sense that I'm really interested just in the wider sort of um, psyche, the nation's psyche, my psyche. But there feels to me there's a sense of we cannot move out of this till we have zero risk, you know? And I just think, wow, okay. I think what I'm sort of feeling more is like, hold on, how much of that is the fact that we are risk averse to stay with them. We're all terrified of uncertainty and we've been put into this really difficult situation. And because of lockdown, we're all kind of terrified. So the idea of coming out of it is, means that until we, we, whatever that means, we feel that we're okay with taking on risk, that we don't want to move. But will we ever? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing for me. It's like, because I'm sort of thinking, well, hold on a minute. The thing I'm finding more and more frustrating is that the cost of lockdown seems to be something that's really not being talked about in any kind of meaningful way. So, that, and, and, and there's a sense if you if you even sort of suggest uh, that we need to be thinking a little bit more about balance, you know, you maybe are not shouted down, but people don't want to go this time. It's too soon. Mm. So I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just quite curious really, because it's not that I'm, you know, oh, I need to get back to that because that's almost can, can be a sort of a symptom of not wanting to deal with uncertainty. But I think there's the thing for me, which is, we can't be a we're never going to be a position where we have zero risk because life isn't about zero risk is it no you're absolutely right and as i think we've said before it's the risk factor the uncertainty has been amplified so you're absolutely right but to your point as well i don't blame you for wanting to move things forward a little bit as well because actually it's a massive impact on our lives, especially your life or your business and, and everything else that's going on for you, as, as with everybody in different ways. But I don't think there's anything wrong with looking ahead and, and, and trying to formulate a bit of a plan. Because, as you said, there will be uncertainty. There is uncertainty. That won't change. But the question is, how do we move forward? And I think you also get meaningful information. We're basically, we, you know, the situation we're in, we're kind of in the control of you know central government and this isn't a political discussion and it's not about that it's about what is the risk though mm. what risk are we talking about in the context of my life and also and it's not and also my business um and actually just saying hold on a minute i'm not quite sure because we don't really know enough about it but it's hard to get inf uh, reliable information and um things that you think well i don't really know what the risk is over and above the risk of not moving forward and yes i know what so you mean. I, I know so i think it's just that i mean it's not about coming up with answers and and i agree and i am planning you know um and obviously because i have been given a steer as many people have and been thinking ahead and talking to other therapists and um and actually for me on that sort of specific point i just kind of think well there's why do I have to wait another six weeks? Because probably what I'm going to be asked to do is probably no different now than it would be in six weeks time, albeit that um, obviously there will be, it will be in a different scenario. But again, it's just, yeah, actually in staying safe now, I, I know how probably, no, I know how to stay safe based on yeah, I agree. what's being said. And how you would um, do that now will probably be the same in, as you say, in six weeks, how you would, you personally would go about it, take putting the measures in place and, Know, wearing a mask and gloves and, and, and things that you need to do that you would do tomorrow that you will do in six weeks. So 
I can completely understand. And it just seems a bit confusing, a bit muddled. So I think naturally, as you said, it's not necessarily about trying to find answers, but it just throws up so much, so many questions. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I, and again, with that sort of getting into specifics, I do wonder that the trouble is that I think there's this, we're part of a bigger agenda, you know, trying to move at a certain rate because, for example, face coverings, I'm sure, I'm positive actually, are, are more significant than we're being led to believe, but, you know, we're not being encouraged to wear them where social distancing can't be maintained because I think there's a concern there's not enough to go around there's not so there might be panic buying which I you know I suspect mm. but the other day I was doing because I have the time on my hands I was doing a bit of training around sort of preparing for COVID-19 the kind of business that I do and there was a there was a slide which basically said if two people both of you are wearing a mask the, the, the chances of transmission the risk of transmission is like 1.5 percent yeah, I mean that's incredible, isn't it? And and these, as you said, these facts aren't. It's hard to get hold of the true facts because yeah. a lot of it's just the noise that surrounds it. So it's really hard to boil it down and get to the root of it, which I think would be really useful if we could. But I was also just for me again, it's that thing of just also noting myself that that is playing into is that because I want certainty myself. Well, maybe, but you know, to be it's fair, that, Steve, I think you want to get back to you want to get things, and I think that's yeah. understandable. I don't think you're sort of grasping for clear cut answers, but you just want to have a bit of a plan and move. You know, you've patiently adhered and followed all the advice, and actually, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get the ball rolling to a degree, or however that might look. I think that's understandable. I really do. Well, no, I agree. No, I think, and I think it's also this thing of as well. There's an element of well, now it's getting more into this phase of common sense, and it's like well, yes. common sense tells me we know what most adults, you know, you know, we're all pretty, we're all clued. We know what we're trying to do here. But yeah, I mean, is that? I mean, what we're talking about is for me just allowing the frustration. I'm talking about yeah, frustration and allowing that. So, yes, I think you it know, and it's that. and it's you know, but yeah. So okay, so are you yeah. feeling positive? Are you staying positive? You just don't want to let this one go. So <laughs> no, I'm like a dog. You want to go there, don't you? Yeah, let's go. Am I staying positive? Soapbox Steve, let's do it. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I just think, yeah, that's a word that's thrown around potentially in these situations. Come on, you've got to stay positive. Well, you could easily say that to me right now. Come on, Steve, stay positive. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to push Are you my... saying that? Is, no. that? is that what you're saying? No, I want to finish the podcast. I don't want you to disappear. I'll, I'll, I'll ease you into it gently <laughs> before I say that. I might do that right at the end before we sign off. <laughs> but it's an interesting one because it does lead me into a kind of a bigger sort of... You know it's a bugbear of mine, which is why we're talking about it. This yes. uh, sense of positive. Got to stay positive. And, and what does that mean? What does that mean? What does hmm. it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Well, I was thinking about positive and negative and where that stemmed from and how we use those terms. And we're always latching on to the positive side and not really allowing the negative, supposed ne negative side. And it, I think it really depends on how we determine those two things. I mean, I certainly, when people talk about being positive... I know that they're talking about being upbeat, possibly happy, bright, it's sunny, isn't it? It's the sort of the goodness that everyone tends to want to feel. And it's very easy to hold on to that and want that feeling all the time. So I kind of understand what people mean when they say it. Being positive for me is just another 
feeling or emotion or a combination of things that really comes and goes. I don't, I don't see it as a standout thing that I need to just hold on to. Just like the weather, when we talk about the weather, let's associate, you know, positivity with the sun and negativity with the rain, for example. A lot of people want it to be sunny more than they want it to be rainy. And it's easy to just go into this sort of thinking process where you just want the sun, the positivity all the time. And I think you're trying to, in doing that, I feel that you're trying to assert control when you want things to be a certain way and you're not allowing the other side. Because for me, positive and negative are two sides of the same coin. So you can't have one without the other. They go hand in hand. And to appreciate one, to appreciate a sense of positivity, you have to have experienced a supposed negativity. Just like to appreciate sun, you have to have had rain or a storm. You know, you can't have one without the other. So I guess that's my take on it, which we'll get into a bit more. But I am interested to, of course, know what you, what your take on it is, Steve, seeing it as it is a bugbear for you. It's only a bugbear because they're just labels. Where yes. did they even come from? Well, that's they're what I was interested labels. in. I was thinking about that. I know in scientific terms, yeah, I mean, if you think about positive and negative in terms of a battery has a positive end and a negative end. And again, it feeds into what I was just saying, really, about they're two, they're different ends, but they are the same, they're part of the same thing. And I think that's really interesting if you think about that, because one can't exist without the other. They're both useful. Everything's a label, and we use words for different things, and meanings can, different words have different meanings depending on how we come at them. I understand that. But yeah, I like to think of them as just polar opposites, but actually, you need both. You need both. There's always that contrast, and, and it's really interesting. And actually, I remember hearing before about something called the backwards law, which was, it's from Zen Buddhism. It's a Buddhist concept, but Alan Watts, who's a philosopher who I mentioned in our first ever recording, when we started off, I gave a little, um, I shared a quote from him. He translated that from the East to the West. And basically the, the backwards law is essentially when you try and grab hold of something, so positive and negative being prime examples, and that the more you try and grasp something, the more it slips through your fingers. It's like trying to grab air or water. So when you're pursuing positivity and forcefully trying to latch on and assert your control over it, the less settled and calm you become because it only serves to reinforce the notion that you're already lacking something in the first place. So by trying to grab positivity, you're in, whether you realize it or not, you are assuming that you're lacking something. So you're trying to grab onto something. So that's quite an interesting thought process. And yeah, I, I wonder what you think about that. The sense of like you speak about quite a lot. You have jumping on the Strive bus. Is it a case of well, jumping on the Strive bus towards... There's a whole industry around what you've just described, actually. What Alan Watts talks about. Because there is. actually, there's a whole thing, the whole self-help movement is all built on that. Steve, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Being the best you can be, being this, being that. Books, and actually, books, books about it. And, and the law, and the actually, secret, I know people might have read the secret, sorry, the law of attraction, positivity, positivity, you'll get good things. It's always, always trying to consume and take something 
and sort of getting one up. Like if we are positive, if we do this, we will get this. Sorry, I'm 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 getting fired up with this as well. You carry on, Steve. I need to. Have no, I just because okay. So I'll be really, I'll, I'll just put the cards on the table because to be honest, really, what it's about. The mo- when we talk about being positive, what in relation to to human emotions, that's how it's being used. Be positive. Be that. Which actually, if you start stripping that down and saying, what is that really about? What that actually means is, and you set it up beautifully in terms of the weather. It means there is a, the whole self-help movement and these books are built on a premise that I have the answer that will give you eternal sunshine if we use the weather analogy. That is absolute nonsense. Yes, Steve, you're right. It is total nonsense and it is built on fear. That's what it's about. The moment that you think you have the answer to being a human being and having eternal sunshine, then there is something that is unresolved, I would argue. And I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm speaking from my own experience, because what that does is you start to get fearful. You start putting labels, particularly around human emotions, because what that really means, when someone says stay positive to me, what that means is only allow and make room for, you know, the emotions you were talking about. Yes, the upbeat, the sunshine. The upbeat, the Mm. sunshine. The moment you do that as a human being, where does that leave you when you don't feel like that? Well, there's an imbalance, Steve. You know, we always talk about balance. How is that balance? So if I strive just to feel good, to feel warm, to feel sunny, to feel happy, to feel positive, where's the balance? And as I said earlier, they're two sides of the same coin. You cannot, you can't possibly have one without the other. You can't have night without day. It's dualism you it's, it's not possible and it's not meant to be it's quite clear well, it's to just, me it's, it's not just it's not possible james it's not human but that's what i mean steve when i We're say it's not, not possible i mean it's beard. not it's part not, of the makeup it's, it's, it's of us, our dna yeah exactly exactly it is dehumanizing yes. us to do this because actually what this is about and the biggest thing that i teach and i've learned myself through mindfulness is mindfulness is not a, a shortcut to be able to um, just feel the sunshine. (laughs) What people, I think, may come to, because I think that it may be part of that self-health movement. In fact, it's the opposite. It's learning the skills to allow all weather, because it's all passing, and we start to notice that we do try and grasp in the way that you've described, Jess, because that's what it's fueling when we start Mm. talking stay positive. We get into this anxiety-driven grasping of trying to keep hold of the things that we think we must have and we have an old industry and actually i would say society is driven by it now it is driven you know, by it's, it's ingrained it's and, and at the expense ingrained. of the fact that it's completely human to feel and i don't even want i i, I can almost like not want to it gets stuck in my throat to say negative emotions it just is what is that because it means it's it's actually means emotions that we find difficult that we've not had modelled correctly that that we are then fearful of so they become bad and they're wrong and um, but actually they're just emotions and we but what the problem is not that there we have the emotions but we don't have the skills and the positivity as soon as someone says to me you know I'll come and stay positive what that means is don't allow yourself to feel any other emotions than these. Well, how is that helpful? Because the moment you don't, so you feel sad or you feel frightened and fear is a normal, natural human emotion, you know, mm. that's, that, was, that was there for a good reason. And it's still appropriate to feel anxious at times. So that, But now it's almost like, no, 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 you can't feel that. Come on, buck up, man up. It, 
Well put, Steve. And it feels crazy to me that we're even having to say this. But I know why we are, and it's absolutely valid, because, as you say, there's an industry. I mean, I just searched in positive, negative on, on Google when, before <laughs> we did this. Yeah, I know. You don't want to say Oprah Winfrey's site, you know, all the, you know, people just pushing out books, how to stay positive all the time, how to live a positive life. It's just so overwhelming, and not just overwhelming, but as I say, I can't believe we're having to justify feeling different emotions, that we're having to present a case that we can feel not just positive or warm, but we, it, it, it's unbelievable, Steve. And I don't think it gets talked about enough. I really don't. I was thinking this. That's why I think and it was your idea to talk about this today. And I think it's such a good topic because it, it doesn't get discussed enough. The reason I wanted to discuss it today, James, because I think what's happening with lockdown is, is that it's heightened. And we're hearing people saying that the cost in terms of people's mental health is probably, well, we don't even know. Who knows what's going to come? But the sense is there's going to be a lot of fallout from this. And to me, it's not surprising because going into lockdown, we are so hyped up, particularly, you know, our lives are so busy that we're doing everything to run away from uncertainty, from kind of positivity. We've got to be positive at all this nonsense and not spending the time given the skills to be able to experience the full range of human emotion so that when all that distraction is taken away, everything is heightened. And then what we get fed then even more is actually I'm feeling scared because there is uncertainty and it's going to be completely natural to feel at times because it's not all the time anxious or you know, what people sometimes, you know, or sad, what people will label as negative emotions. And then, then someone might say, stay positive, but you're just a mess because you think, well, I don't know how to do that. And actually what you actually need is the ability to say, it's okay to feel whatever I'm feeling, which of course is really what mindfulness is all about. It's that befriending of what it is to be a human being. But it's almost, it's, it's just for me, it's just, accentuated how far away from that we are generally already yes i think what you're saying there and we've spoken about this before as well as permission what you need in that moment is someone to almost give you permission to have a mixture of feelings which sounds quite crazy but this is the situation we're in right now what came into my head just as you were speaking was the um a sort of phrase or poem that everybody everybody wants happiness nobody wants pain but you can't have a rainbow without a little rain and you know we've seen a lot of rainbows at the moment you know in windows and on floors through the NHS and I was thinking that actually all of that stuff that coming together that bond of the community and love that's coming from it has stemmed from something that people deem as negative and negative emotion if you want to label it that way which we're trying to sort of pick that apart which I don't. Which you don't. Of course you don't, Steve. We wouldn't do that. But all of that is coming from the unity that different emotions bring. So this is what I mean about it's part, not just that we we can't have one without the other, but it's part of our DNA. This is who we are. It's unbelievable that we've sort of found ourselves in this situation where there is an industry built on avoidance of rain and pain and negativity. But this is very much... I would say, quite a Western way of thinking. Because when I went travelling a couple of years ago, as you know, I went to India, spent quite a lot of time there, Nepal, Bhutan, um, Sri Lanka. 
their culture and philosophy is quite different. They, I mean, if you, even if you look at the sort of Chinese philosophy of yin and yang, if the, the, what that represents, that circle with the, with the black and the white is, is dualism. It's, it represents dark and literally bright, dark, bright, negative, positive, whatever you want to call it. It's being one. You again, you can't have one without the other. They, they're entwined. And, uh, the yin is the dark side. So that's everything that's sort of hard and negative and cold. And, and the, the yang is the light side. So that's everything that's warm and soft. It's, it represents also male and female. And, and it's the coming together of that and the theory that the opposite and contrary forces are interconnected. So, you, so they are very much one. They complement each other. And I guess it's what we're talking about as well. It's that positivity, negativity, good, bad, happy, sad, whichever termin- terminology you choose and whatever it means to you. It's all part of the fabric and structure of our existence in the east they 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 seem to acknowledge this a lot a lot more than we do for some reason they seem to be a bit more open to the to the fact that to to allow these different things and it's very much part of their culture as opposed to perhaps what we do which is we try and block it out actually it's interesting james when you were talking what i noticed and obviously no one else can see this but you were using your hands and what was yes. really coming through for me was what you're describing in terms of your experience in india is just that noticing the allowing of just the natural flow of human existence whereas in the west i think we think that we can beat these things that actually scare us emotions maybe that scare us if we stay positive and that labeling um you know we just feel that we have got the answers but what's really interesting and it also as you were talking it's like yeah we have a whole self-help industry websites telling you this is the answer but in parallel with that we've got the most incredible and shocking statistics around anxiety and depression <laughs> so it's... something's out of whack you know and interesting to me and we're not going to get in a big discussion around um, anxiety and depression, although we could have a whole whole um, discussion around how that is, um, if you like, perceived and held in, in the West in particular. But, you know, if we just think about depression, um, there's so much discussion about people suffering from depression. And, you know, it's very real. And that's not what this is about. But if you just just take the word depress, depress, and what really I won't say depresses me, what upsets me when people talk about it is not to say, well, actually, it is a very real condition, but we seem to want to focus it only as a condition, but rather than saying, actually, is there something that's driving the depression? Is something being pushed down? And that's what, is it any wonder? Because in a society where we're told, actually, you've got to feel sunny all the time, if you are feeling anger and all the rest of it, and you're disallowing it, where is it going to go? Yeah. That's just slightly in the side, but that's why no, when you were talking part, that flow yeah, of allowing. Mm. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are around anxiety and depression in, say, India. I don't know compared with the UK. I don't really know. But I think there is that sense much more of just being open and just not, I often use that expression, not getting in our own way when it comes to the human experience. And that's what we're talking about. So I do get frustrated because when actually people say to me or don't, when people just say, you know, you know, stay positive, what that actually means is please don't allow yourself to feel something that maybe that person is afraid of um, or that they think is going to be bad for you. Whereas actually that can cause much more 
mental problems and actually agitation rather than to having the skills to just allow what's there to be there and actually might be telling us something really important it might be there for a reason you know um uh, and that's been my experience you know my experience was very much around feel this don't feel that and it's taking me a long time it's an ongoing thing to become more emotionally literate but you know the body tells you an awful lot and just I know that's why I have a strong reaction by labeling things as being good or bad isn't helpful and it was never helpful to me in fact it was counterproductive no and to pick up on on your point about when you said that perhaps these different emotions are trying to tell you something I can relate to that and and I fully subscribe to that way of thinking because I do feel that lessons can be learned and, and that to block those emotions and feelings out is in my opinion is a disservice to ourselves because I feel that again by disallowing we are depressing and repressing things and as you said they've got to go somewhere right so what happens and they there? do and they do and go they somewhere do. and they manifest in different ways and we've spoken about this from various um various interest in different professionals such as Gabor Mate and some other people who we've mentioned briefly in some of the other episodes or at least one of them how the body keeps the score and that when we talk about it goes somewhere perhaps a consideration at least and certainly something that I believe and I know you do too is that these things can manifest in different ways and and that the thoughts and feelings that we have can not just translate into physical issues that we might have but also they are again one and the same thing and mind and body is very much one not just together they are one so yeah again we're not gonna that's another subject but point being that the repression and the disallowing just blocks the valves and I think over time it makes complete sense doesn't it that if you if those valves are blocked then you're going to have some issues down the line and it might not be now it might not be next week and to your point earlier with everything that's going on at the moment the waves will come the waves are going to come I mean they're here now but there's more waves to come when we talk about you know waves and emotions and and surfing and I really can see that down the line and and I know that's one of the motivations for you to do this podcast and even more so now to keep going with it because I think there is there is a real sense of something bubbling under the surface it's yeah it's interesting isn't it that um you talk about the waves coming and that's where you said about me motivated to talk about this today because it's not this is just not knock a whole notion of positivity negative it's like instead what is helpful I don't find that helpful but what do I want to share that is helpful so what would I say to somebody rather than saying stay positive in this situation, which of course is difficult, what would be helpful to say to myself, but also to say to other people, and what I generally say to other people is be gentle with yourself and make space for what's there, make space for the waves you're talking about. And that's why I felt motivated during this period to, um, you know, offer these mindfulness sessions we've talked about in the last uh, last podcast, because I know that people will be struggling and maybe struggling to try and stay positive but finding that's maybe making them feel worse. So the ability to um, just make space for what is there, including 
these emotions that we have been told are negative or whatever labels we want to put because there's a lot of really tricky emotions which most of us when we're in our normal out lockdown lives will be spending time running away from and suddenly they're all here and telling someone to stay positive could actually make you feel a lot worse because <laughs> where do you go to so yeah there's an opportunity now to really just notice that actually this is just a fraud labeling emotions because we're in a situation where we're dealing with all of this they're here and just being told to go push them away we've got no opportunity to go out and do and distract ourselves and so it's like a pressure cooker so i just want to just really motivate us as the antidote to all of that is come on be the best you can just say look this is really tough this is tough for all of us you know we're all in this together we're all scared um and maybe we just need to let the the fear just you're not going to be fearful all the time. And that's the biggest thing as well. We think, you know, anxiety, all this stuff is something to be afraid of. But it, it, it stays around because we get in our own way and we spend all our time trying to get rid of it by being positive. Well, that's the irony, isn't it? The more yes. we, as I, as I was talking about earlier in this, that the theory that I was discussing um, earlier in the podcast when we, we kicked things off in the episode when we were, when I was talking about Alan Watson the backwards law about trying to grow the more you try and grab and grasp hold of something like water or air the more it slips through your fingers and it sums up exactly what you're talking about there because ironically the more we do that the more the fear and anxiety sticks around so what you're talking about is allowing allowing those things to come up and they will settle and move like the clouds and the, and the weather that we often talk about in reference, at their own speed. But we just are trying to control that. And also, going back to your other point, which is really useful, I thought, was how you could reframe and reword the whole stay positive thing to other people that you might come in contact with by messages or whatever. Because I do think that's actually, if you think about it, Steve, a bit of an education process. So I think it's so useful because I think there's an element of we're so conditioned and we just say these words, but maybe a bit of education around it to um, to stop and pause and actually say, yeah, what do I mean? Because I'm not sure people will even know what they mean when they say that. So when you ask me what positivity means to me and when you got me thinking about it, it was really useful. And I think that that is probably similar situation for some people maybe listening to this to really think about that because we've all done it and I know people mean well they their their agenda is is it's a it's supportive but I think it's an education process as I said because I think it would be useful for them to understand maybe how that's coming across and what it means I just feel that we throw we sort of throw around words and we don't always think about what they mean and how they might be perceived. Well, because, Jones, let's be honest, I think the thing about it is, A, it's an education. And again, I've been there. You know, I've come through. This is after many years of, you know, my own practice. And so I I can really speak from, you know, um, experience and knowing how how kind of that sort of polarity of human emotion and disallowing, how how it caused me problems, big problems. And I talked about that in my own story in that earlier podcast. So I won't go into that now. But it is an education, and I know that actually I think it's 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 there's a there's a complete lack of uh, understanding, and it's no one's fault. We just haven't been educated to know how to manage our emotions in a skillful way to deal with really tricky situations. And so, when some what really people want when they say positive is, I know you're afraid, 
that don't they don't actually mean this, don't allow yourself to be afraid. What they mean is they want they almost want to say to you, look, don't let the fear take hold of you. But actually, that is counterproductive because actually what you need to be is to say, you know, if you feel scared, that's OK. Just make space for it because life isn't all sunny skies. It's, there's difficult things that come up, but that is part of being human. We can't dodge it. What we can do is when it comes, rather than kind of turning against it, is to just allow it, but to take really, really good care of ourselves while these things go through. And because usually it's touching into a very tender part of ourselves and we feel very vulnerable when we're scared or even when we're angry. And we do, and it's almost like well, we don't want to feel vulnerable. But that's part of the human existence. And and that's a big, big, big step change, actually, in sort of it's OK to feel scared when people say it's okay not to be okay not to be okay means well what does it mean i think when people i and i get really frustrated with that because feeling fearful feeling angry is it's like not not being okay yeah again that, again it, it suggests it's that there's something it's wrong like, with those yeah yeah it's yes. Just, yes it's like it's like it's like what so when people throw it, hashtag it's, it's okay, okay not to be okay. okay no it's, it's it's okay to be human yes I it's like that okay. hashtag, Steve. It's okay it's to be okay human. It's okay to be human, we'll, but we we'll don't know one. what that means because we kind of think we know better. We're all so clever these days and we can really, you know, we've got all these technological advances so we can really lay into human emotions and we can really mm. get them where we can create a whole industry. We can conquer, yes, we can conquer. But, you know, trying. actually, because usually when we feel scared, there's a very, there's a lot of tenderness and I'll be using that word a lot more now with people because when... When we really allow ourselves to feel that, we do feel, and actually what we're really craving is to be um, held. We want to feel, we want to feel, well, ironically, we want some security, but the security that we think we're craving comes from just allowing and taking care of ourselves because there's that, by doing that, there's real connect, connection, inner connection, and we connect better to other people if we just allow that vulnerability and these other emotions, which we annoyingly call negative, are the ones where we need the most self-care um, and to and you know and tenderness and to to be able to say to somebody, you know, just go gently, um, just you know, be kind to yourself is something which is language that people don't hear, but that only I, I offer that um, because that's what I've realized I need to offer myself so often and that's just so refreshing when you said that it just feels so refreshing to hear those words as opposed to stay positive be positive be strong you know it just feeds in and I just feel when someone says that to me I just feel pressure to be a certain way and as you say I feel oh you know I say I feel pressure I, I, I used to feel more pressure. Right now, I'll be honest, I don't feel as much pressure because of a lot of the conversations we have, not just education, but the development and the path I'm on and we're on, we talk about putting in the work and all the other things. So I can take it with a pinch of salt. But I do, but I very much, I used to feel that. And I, and I used to feel, yes, that, oh yeah, I need to be positive. Okay, what, you know, what are the things I need to do? And that then leads you to maybe thinking about watching or listening to positive things or books or so then that kind of feeds that whole in industry that we're talking about and the more I think about it as I said I, the more I think it is an education because when who teaches us these things we're not taught think about school you know where, who teaches us about our, our emotions and there's this sort of sensitive side we really don't get educated on that at all. 
you know, I came through the education system, it was all about your analytical brain being, you know, so well developed, which we need. Um, but it's about, it all comes back to balance, but we were never taught to how to manage our emotions, which is such a skill that we don't have. So when I learned mindfulness, I've played, a, I've been doing a lot of catching up, <laughs> but I know I think everyone is, when people come to me for mindfulness, practice, we're all trying to catch up, which again, you know, in fact, I was just talking about this earlier today. It's just, you know, we have that imprint that the board talks about. So, and we're only as good as in the influences we've had. And many of those have just been so lacking, but that's no one's fault. So, and again, when you're coming back to your point, I just want to say, when someone says stay positive, I don't get angry with them. I'm just curious maybe what's happened for them, you know, because they're well-intentioned. And, and again, you know, we're all in this together. We're all just products of our past. And, you know, I just think, well, I know one intention, but the fact that when someone says that, I think, well, they're probably quite fearful. So I wonder what their story is. You know, I hope they're okay. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good point. It's because people are sending those messages and talking that way with good intention. And it's important to recognise that. And it's not about pointing the finger and saying, you're, you know, you're not saying the right thing. You're not helpful. Of course, it, like we said, it's an education. It's trying to maybe just reframe. And, and I guess the discussions that we have, in a way, it's planting seeds, I hope. I guess that's what it is. We're not telling people, you should do this, you should do that. You know, we, we never do that. I, I hope it doesn't come across that way. Because what we're really doing is just sharing stuff that we find helpful. And that's the same in that respect, perhaps just by you conversing in that way saying give yourself some space be gentle you know it's okay these these things that we're talking about just give people permission to make and maybe not just permission but plant a little seed and just and help them discover what that means to them and how they feel from you saying that and by doing that maybe maybe that will have a knock-on effect too. But but as you say, it was very different. I never had any help teaching in that school. And you know, you didn't, hopefully with the mindfulness practice now, I think that's fantastic. And hopefully there is a bit more around that because I just think it's so important. I mean, forget the rest. I mean, surely it's one of the most important things we're talking about here because we can see the muddle we get in, in, in certainly in the Western world with all of the stuff we've got going on and, and as you said we're so focused on conquering this or achieving that or we think in a way we've kind of got the best best of everything but when I was in India and 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 and, and say some of these other countries I could see there was joy in people's faces who had very little and there was a sense of contentment. And I, I do believe a lot of that came from allowing and accepting and just appreciating the simple things. And that all stems again from you couldn't do that. You couldn't appreciate simple things and, and be present without allowing the full spectrum of thoughts, feelings and emotions. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing out of what you just said as well is that, you know, we do need to, you know, still kind of you know make advances in technology and all of that it's, this is not about saying we need to just kind of no just steve but there's no balance there's chant. no balance but no 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 but the thing about it is where we i think where we go wrong is we try and apply that same kind of you know scientific way to human exist human emotions 
and it's we're using the wrong part of our brain so what mindfulness has helped me to do is to, is to kind of really start to bring to life that part of my brain that's actually about emotional regulation the allowing and realizing that it's not about using the same brain brain that was for me you know i was an accountant for many years that i'm you know pretty good with numbers and applying that logic and, and trying to think your way out of a human existence which or or, or a difficult emotion you think your way out of it reading a book positive this, it's about though that is counterproductive and actually when you're going on that path what you actually need is some allowing some real kindness some space and just allowing that human emotion just to a also just express itself it may be telling you something which may influence your behavior about what you do next you know that but we need to find a way of pausing and i might suggest in a minute we do a short pause james because i think that is because it's all very well talking about this but the ability to be able to do that is we need to find, particularly when we're feeling a bit stressed and we're and some of you feel like we need to be positive. Actually, maybe that's the moment you just, just need to stop and to do these short practices, these 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 pauses that I sort of encourage. We talked about in previous podcasts are the way to do it because it's actually well. Let's let's just just sit with what's going on, what's around with for me right now, and it doesn't have to be some big you know. I need to, oh I've got the time. You could be doing anything. You could just sit down with a cup of tea, five minutes. All right, Steve. Well, look, I haven't got any tea, but I'm up for doing it now. So, well, let's do it because I just let's think it's go. Just, for let's it. we then, you know, if there's something we can offer, let's just do it right now. Let's just take a short pause. Hold on, before then, we do it, you sure you've got everything yeah. off your chest, Steve? Because I know it was a big subject. For you. <laughs> yeah, Positivity. no, I mean, I think well, we've covered no, actually, everything. What, what, it's, it's not even getting off my chest. No, I know, I'm, no, I'm teasing. No, 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 no. But it is. I'll tell you what is it, it is because I, it's a big subject because actually, what's underneath all of this is just that sense of um, sadness about what people may be going through. And, and knowing that if anything I say that may actually just land and just to be a different voice that could be the antidote that could just plant something or just land. And our whole discussion, James, is just a different way of just perceiving that we think it has to be this way and just starting to shift slightly, thinking there's maybe another way as a possibility, then I'm motivated to do it. And I do think the positive negative stuff is, no, for me, has not been helpful because it can feed a sense of feeling inadequate that I can't conquer my emotions that other way people seem to. And it's a complete fraud. No one can conquer emotions. No one talks about it. And if anyone starts to believe I've really tackled, I've really got on top of this and I've written a book about it, I would run a mile. Yeah, I agree. Nonsense. Well, hopefully we sprinkled a few seeds. Who knows? But I'm glad but we had that see, discussion. I'm not shaming people for buying these books, by no, the way. No, of course not. Because we come to different things. Some people, things talk to people at different times. And this is, I'm just saying from my experience, but I just think personally, that's been, that's why I feel very strong. You just, I know you're teasing, but because I know that for me, it was something that was leading me down many unhelpful paths. So I'm very averse to it. So and I know I is a kind of, and I know you tease me. So I have got quite, but it may be that, you know, everyone's different and maybe, but I'm just saying, I'm just offering a different, view that may be helpful may not be i'm glad you yeah. said that actually because yeah that's not the aim to i know there is an industry around it i bought books in the past years i used to me too. buy some me of those too. books and you know what me some too. of that it's not about yeah i'm righteous no i mean i have done and actually sometimes there are snippets within those books or those readings or those poems all those videos that you can you know gain a bit of value from so it's not demonizing all of the whole thing but there is an industry around it. I get frustrated with fitness, as you know, with certain things around before and after and all that. We've spoken about that before. And I can see the same a reflection of that in, in this in this in what we're talking about. And that yeah. is, I think, what we're trying what we were getting to the bottom of. And actually just one last thing is that and it's any book, okay? I'm not just having a go at the whole self that can include my 
mindfulness books as well. So let's not be, because we can get caught up in that. The mindfulness yes. could be the thing that's perceived. And there are people in the mindfulness world who say, I've got the answer. I don't have it. So what I would say is, and this is my talk about myself, sometimes I feel that I want to go and read about this stuff. That's a great moment to do what we're about to do, which is to don't read anything. Exactly. Put, just put your books down and just come back to yourself. Because in that moment, if you find you feeling a, a pull, uh, a trigger, a, an attraction to read what someone else has said, Maybe that's a time when you just need to sit down with yourself yes. and take a little bit of care. And that may be that after you've done what we're about to do, you may still want to go and read, but you may not. Who knows? And all these things know. are external. And sometimes we to look inside, just turn it, go inward a little bit, which I think is where we're going now. Let's do it a now. lovely so, little pause. Let's just do a short pause. Yeah. So we're not trying to do anything in particular, nothing fancy. We just want to just be with as we are. So... Wherever you are, if you're sitting, just have your feet on the floor. Um, I would encourage you to sit down um, if you can, but you could do this standing. It doesn't matter. So um, also just invite you to close your eyes. Um, but again, if, you know, if that doesn't feel OK, you can just lower your gaze just a few feet in front of you. And let's just start just by just acknowledging, you know, what's here. And what I mean by that is how's the internal weather right now? What are you noticing? So we're not trying to get into, well, oh, I need to change something now. Just how is it right now? And increasingly, I find when I pause, it's quite helpful some just to place a hand on the heart or both hands on the heart, maybe one hand on the heart, one hand on the on the tummy, because often when we're agitated, the body is feeling quite agitated. And actually just play with that. And just a light little touch is all you need. You feel quite soothing. and also helps just to come into our bodies. We've talked a little bit about that. So just... Just doing what feels right for you and just noticing what's here. Maybe you're noticing sensations in the body or there's a lot of thinking, reflecting on what James and I have said. It doesn't matter. Just noticing with kindness what's there for you. This is just how it is. You're not trying to make anything go away. We're not trying to even relax. We're just pausing just to notice, hey, this is how it is for me right now and it's okay. And just moving into the second step of this short pause, just gathering your awareness and just coming to your breath if you can, if that feels okay, wherever you're noticing it. Maybe in the belly. And if you've got your hand on the on the belly, you may just notice the movement of the belly as you breathe in and breathe out. Rising on the in-breath, falling back on the out-breath. Just noticing wherever you're feeling the breath most vividly right now. Maybe you're noticing the, the breath in the chest, noticing the movement of the rib cage. Maybe in the nostrils, aware of air passing through the nostrils as you breathe in and breathe out. Just riding on the waves of your own breath. And if your mind is busy, doesn't matter. That's what the mind is always going to do. It's always going to go and pull you away. But just notice where your mind's gone and then just let any distraction drop and gently, but also firmly bring your awareness back to the breath as best you can. And then step three of the pause, just expand your awareness to a sense of your whole body sitting or standing, a sense of the whole body being breathed as you sit or as you stand. Maybe aware of space around the body, 
maybe becoming aware of the whole room, the wider space in which you're standing or sitting. And then when you're ready, just opening your eyes, have them closed. And this is a good opportunity just to pause again, just a moment, just when you've opened your eyes, just take in what's around you. Maybe just noticing how the body feels now. And it was a good opportunity just to think, well, what should I do now? What feels okay now? And if you can, it's often a good idea once we've paused, just to do something kind to yourself right now, kind for yourself, I should say. Lovely, Steve. That's uh, always a fab way to wrap up a podcast episode. And I think it's much needed. I think we covered a lot today. So actually to have a pause at the end is quite <laughs> welcoming. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just I think the you know the, that for something that's so brief, it's the, really it's the thing that I find this really helpful. And the last thing I said is also when we've done these pauses, just say what is a really what would be a good thing for me to do right now. And it leads into some of the things that you and I've talked about because it's a non-striving thing. What do I feel like? What do I need? What do I need now? What would be nourishing right now for me? And that might lead you into a bit of exercise. You talk about james or mm. maybe making myself something nice to eat Even glass just, of water just, maybe you need this warm yeah. day maybe what your body yeah. needs is some a bit of hydration could be as simple as yeah. that absolutely it may also be even it may also be uh just a glass of wine sitting Ooh, outside yeah. because this is not about again it's not that wine is of wrong you know not. again but you might really enjoy savoring now mm. in this space moving on from a pause i know i do and mm. it's i enjoy a glass of wine so just yeah you know we need this gentleness this kindness you know just this is what we need particularly when we're feeling tender and vulnerable right now so everyone's rash enough to grab a glass of wine now steve well <laughs> no, if you I'm are joking. enjoy why not enjoy it? it's a whatever, beautiful evening thing about it yeah, mindful wine drinking because again you know oh we here we go that that's before. your next book isn't it steve <laughs> well no but the thing about it is it's again you know something that we enjoy but it's everything in moderation you know because again it's what is our intention yeah. you know drinking a glass of wine or eating a bar of chocolate james you know yes. mindful is quite different to when we are being triggered and we're trying to you know because someone's told you to stay positive so we end up yeah we end, we end up, up just sort of sitting in <laughs> oh, the corner I don't know what to do. To, yeah. yeah so maybe that's a good discussion for another day yeah sort of mindful yeah. eating and drinking and based around our choices yeah. around that who knows all right, Steve, um, anything else that you want to cover? No, I think that's it. And I think just the usual things that we've talked about before, um, which is, uh, you know, just a reminder of me doing the mindful sessions, which we yes. can put on our um, We'll put that on the bottom again. Yeah, yeah. just again, because I'm still running them and people have joined and it's been lovely to see them. So, yeah, but no, apart from that, um, yeah, just go gently, everyone, and just yeah, be really kind to yourself and to others, and you know, and really know what it means to be kind to yourself. Use the pause. Lovely. And if you have enjoyed our podcast today, please do leave us a review. I haven't pestered anyone lately, but I feel like they dried up a bit. So you know, if you <laughs> if you have been enjoying them and you'd like to leave a review, please do so. It's always welcomed. You can do that on the Apple Podcast app, but of course, the choice is entirely yours. You know, we really, really, we're not just saying it, we like to hear from you because it's helpful and it's warming to hear from you, for one. And also we can talk about some of the things that maybe are coming up for you, which we we did in our last episode. And you can get in touch via the usual places, Facebook or Twitter or our website, 
So if in doubt, go to our website, drop us an email because everyone's got email. So mindfulmentalk.com and there's a contact page and you can just drop us an email there. And if you don't want us to mention your name or say who you are, that's fine. We'll just, um, maybe we'll just take some of the suggestions and content and we'll use it for a future episode. Okay, I think that's it, Steve. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. <laughs>